Welcome everyone. Good morning. I believe it is still morning. Today, March 18th, which is SBDC Day for everyone out there who is not aware of it. Our Talk of Success podcast is coming out of hiatus in honor of SBDC Day. So, uh, Today, we're here and we're going to talk about so many things because of what we're going through. But first, I do want to give thanks uh, to a shared studio podcasting for always being here for us simply because without them, we could not be able to do this. Um, I know I'm not going there technology wise. <laughs> also to our special guest and social entrepreneur who I have the utmost respect for, Marilyn Schlossback, um, which was our or is still is our success award winner from 2019. And we're going to get into her whole thing. Uh, but I want to talk a little bit about SBDC day. And usually what we do during SBDC day, we usually try to get um, clients to come in or have actual events where we have people congregating, but because of what's going on nationally, um, because of this uh, court, coronavirus um, 19 that's out there, we can't do that. So as you can see from the way we are sitting, we are um, ex uh, practicing social distancing. There's, you know, <laughs> enough space, six feet um, from us in between us here at the shared studio. And Ming told me he disinfected the room. So we are good to go. So just going back to uh, America's SBD and just sharing a little bit more about the SBDC and what we do. So this is our fourth year, I believe, that we are practicing or having this special day, uh, SBDC Day. And SBDC, America's SBDC, for those of you who are not aware of it, is a national organization. And what we do through our organization is we provide services to entrepreneurs and small business owners who are looking to grow their business or start their business. America's SBDCs are the leaders in job creation and are attributed to measure, creating measurable economic impacts. That being said, I want you to know that 5.6 billion in finances has been attributed through the services provided by SBDC, which is pretty amazing. I want you to know that 90% of the SBDC clients that come through our doors find our services beneficial. And I do believe we have a client here who can attest to that. 60% um, of the SBDC clients um, that come through our doors actually decide to start a business, get it off the ground, and make it sustainable. Um, when they're giving out stars, and you know the maximum stars that you could get out there is five, we tend to get 4.4 four stars, which is pretty good. You know, when someone puts out there that they get 100%, I'm always leery about that because I'm like, really? You make everybody happy? I know we don't. And I tell the people in our office, because our particular center, which is out of Brookdale Community College covering Monmouth and Ocean County, we get about a 95% in our survey. So when someone calls us, and they're disgruntled, I tell them, I'm sorry, you're part of that 5% that's not happy with our <laughs> services, right? Because you can't make everybody happy, but we try our best, right? And 93% of the SBDC clients do recommend our services to other individuals. Um, in terms of people we serve, 51% uh, are women, 28% are minorities, 6% are veteran. So we serve a diverse population out there, which is pretty amazing. I mean, right now we're celebrating 40 years and that's for American SBDC nationally. Here in the state of New Jersey, I'm happy to say we're a little older than that because we started the pilot program. Our particular center was part of the program when it started with um, the Small Business Administration. So we're at about 42 years. So I think that's pretty awesome knowing that we were at the beginning at the the forefront and because of the services we were providing to the small business community, it kept on growing. The relationship we have with our host institution, Brookdale Community College, is pretty amazing. Uh, 
they've allowed us to continue doing outreach and bringing services to the small business community. They understand how important community is. As our president says, our middle name is community at Brookdale Community College. So knowing that we are here to service the community in all aspects. When I'm talking about Brookdale, I always tell people I'm a hybrid. I work for two organizations, the New Jersey Small Business Development Center Network and Brookdale Community College. So um, with that, the purpose of this podcast is to provide entrepreneurs and small business owners with some insight, empowerment, motivation, and education on how to assist them in their entrepreneurial journey. So Some of you have seen us before or heard of us because we are on Facebook. This is currently being taped. So you may actually see us live or view us during a watch party. Either way, this particular podcast, we are going to be sharing a great deal of information once again because of everything that's going on nationally. So... Rather than to keep on talking, I do want to step back a little because I am once again honored to have our guest here, um, Marilyn Schlossbach, um, entrepreneur, serial entrepreneur, I have to say at that. And I want her to say a little bit about herself because I can talk about Marilyn tremendously. <laughs> like I said, um, Marilyn to me is an amazing individual. She is what you call a social entrepreneur. She doesn't just think about profits, which most entrepreneurs do, and that's okay. She thinks about people. She thinks about the planet. She thinks about the place that we live in. How, does, how do you give back? I mean, I see Marilyn and that's what I see. She is constantly giving back. The energy that she puts out. I don't know how she does it. Being a mom, being an entrepreneur, she has twins, runs several businesses. I'm tired. You know, she is a humanitarian. I have to admit she won our, or not won, but we presented her with our Women Entrepreneurs Rock Award for her badassery and humanitarianism. And it is because she's constantly doing this and she doesn't stop and she makes us want to do more. And for that, I truly appreciate Marilyn. But Marilyn, Hello, everybody. (laughs) It's funny you bring that badassery (laughs) word in. Um, The last two days I've been um, trying to explain to my twin seven-year-olds that badassery isn't a bad word. (laughs) They keep calling me out on it. I have a button on my desk um, that says badass on it. Um, And I said, when you use it like that, when it relates to women, Mm -hmm. it's a good word. So, um, yeah, so. So, you know, I have a couple different hats. I have a new one this year. I'm the chairwoman of the New Jersey Restaurant and Hospitality Association, um, which is an interesting role to play in the last week mm-hmm. with everything that's going on with COVID-19 mm-hmm. and how it's affecting our industry. And, um, you know, just like you, we are a leadership organization and we are also a hub for information so keeping clarity on what's real and not real and the resources that are available is very important in times like this when people get so much thrown at them in the media or on social media that our organizations become a hub of safety in that information so that role has been um Uh, Very exciting (laughs) and filled with constant communication over the last week, Mm -hmm. Uh, in addition to being, you know, um, a leader in my own business and trying to lift everybody up in what they're going through and um, a mother, which probably for me in the past two days has been the most (laughs) challenging Um, homeschooling. I, I have to give applause to every single teacher out there in the world who takes care of our children every day and inspires them to um, lift up their minds and bodies because it's really challenging uh, to do that when you're trying to run a business and you're trying to go through the obstacles that have been thrown our way in the last week. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, when I used to say, 
I just get up and do it. Now I'm getting up and doing it with like a deer in headlights. (laughs) (laughs) I I have to agree with you. We were talking a little earlier and I said, you know, if I had to do that now, thank goodness my kids are adults. I would, I mean, I'm gray now. I would have gone gray then. Uh, But I, again, you're right. What we're going through now, it's unprecedented, but as humans, if we look at history, we will make it through this. It's one thing I want to put out there. But before we get into that, because Marilyn and I are going to talk about resources, um, information as we go through this podcast, but before that, I do want to talk about Marilyn, right? So stepping back a little, and I want to know more about Marilyn, right? Um, so how did you know that you wanted to go into the food service business, industry, hospitality, because it's all kind of wrapped together. So stepping back, you know, share a little bit more about you, because we the resource part, we're going to get there. But just a little entertainment <laughs> now, um, especially I think it's a wonderful time that we could share positive cues here. How did it get there? Was it all positive anyway? So... Well, I mean, I wouldn't say anything in life is all positive, (laughs) but I will say that those obstacles and challenges become um, your growth. Mm -hmm. You know, if everything was hunky-dory and we were all just skipping around the neighborhood, (laughs) we wouldn't learn any lessons and we wouldn't challenge ourselves as human beings. So, you know, my start began 30-something years ago in Avon, New Jersey, as a waitress working for my brother at a restaurant called Ocean. Mm -hmm. The challenging part at the time was my mother was going through um, stage 11 terminal cancer. They had given her about 30 days to live through conventional medicine and resources. And my brother at the time was into macrobiotic um, dieting. And I had always... Uh, just felt odd about the 80s version of um, food preparation and the onset of chemicals and additives and food in all of our food. It was an overprocessed era of food. It was, you know, this new frontier of plastics and additives that were exciting and being marketed everywhere. And because of my upbringing, my father, we were discussing earlier, was born in 1898. Right. Mm-hmm. So in addition to being through two world wars and the Great Depression, he also was brought up without technology of any kind without processed food of any kind. So it was instilled at me in a very young age that even with makeup, you don't need to wear makeup. That stuff is bad for your face. You just need to be pure and beautiful and eat good things. So, you know, to him, the whole um, explosion of MTV and all of it was just crazy. (laughs) You know, it was very impactful. So I always had that balance of trying to find healing through food. And when my mother got sick, I really took on um, looking at organic food, looking at local food. I had relatives who were in um, the horse and farming business, so I was connected to the earth through that. So at the restaurant, I learned about macrobiotics and balance, and we used to go to New York and buy our food from the markets direct. And one day we just had an obstacle, mm-hmm. a chef who didn't show up um, for some various reasons I don't want to put out <laughs> into the universe, <laughs> even shared. And um, I got thrown in the kitchen. So, you know, though I was interested in that kind of cuisine and being healthier, I was raised mm-hmm. with processed That was the era of diet soda, of um, Doritos, Mm -hmm. like just packaged easy. I did not know how to cook anything. So um, it was eye-opening, but I got the bug. You know, I was um, actually accepted to University of Miami for marine biology, which is one of my real loves. I was going to say, ocean. you're always in the water. I yeah. have to say, every time you're but, in the water, oh, by the water. Yeah, yeah, and I love it. And someday, you know, I always said maybe I would 
go back to something like that, but um, life took a hold of me and Mm -hmm. I got on a different path. And sometimes I think we just have to look at what the universe is presenting and Mm -hmm. the synchro destiny of your future is not always in your hands. (laughs) (laughs) So um, I took a different route and Mm -hmm. I stayed home. I didn't go to college. I had some challenges with um, my school transcripts and it just seemed like something was pushing me away from that and holding me back to New Jersey. Mm-hmm. And I ended up being the chef in that restaurant going forward. Um, so to say that I um, put the cart in front of the horse um, was probably the truth. <laughs> and I think true entrepreneurs have this almost... Um, Blinders of obstacles. Mm-hmm. When it we don't comes see to, it, we yeah. choose not to see it or, yeah. or not acknowledge. To me, it didn't even exist. Right. You know, I look back and say, "Woman-owned restaurant, woman chef, woman purchaser." That mm-hmm. was my most challenging. Uh, we dealt with That's a lot of Asian mm-hmm. markets, and a woman signing the checks and ordering the things and expecting respect was the toughest part of my that's pretty my beginning um but you know i just kind of shook my head in those moments and like forgot i was even a woman Mm -hmm. or at that point somewhat of a child i was only (laughs) 19 20 years old so you know just imagine some 40 year old man (laughs) Having this little kid tell them what to do, you know, and um, I can imagine how that went over. <laughs> yeah, but at the end of the day, my father always told me, "You just tell them you sign the checks. If they want to get paid, your name's on the check." And that so worked. Huh? It worked <laughs> to some extent. I'm sure there was a lot of chatter behind the scenes about me, um, but I didn't see it. And mm-hmm. you know, I was raised by complicated parents. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, out in the universe, people know that my mother had a lot of challenges in her life. But it one thing they always taught me was to take care of your community. Mm-hmm. They were very giving. My father had a mortgage company called Seashore Title and Mortgage, and he started it to give loans to people in Neptune and Asbury Park who couldn't get bank financing. Mm-hmm. So there were always people at our house mowing the lawn, cleaning the windows (laughs) to pay the rent Mm -hmm. to him or the mortgage. And when he died, I was left with a few of those mortgages. And, you know, this was a long time ago, but these mortgages were like $120 a month Mm -hmm. for these homes that my father had financed as long as it took so that those people could have ownership. So it really taught me in my heart that it's important to take care of your community. And if you are ever challenged in times like we're going through or Sandy, which wasn't even a decade ago, that just rises up. And, you know, you have to hold it together and Mm -hmm. you have to think of not just yourself because the world does not revolve around one of us and we're seeing that in this pandemic how we are all connected absolutely and globally at that you know for those that think that we are separate from the rest of the world we are not this is globally you know that we have to take care of each other uh, but wow, I didn't know that about your father. Now I can see where your whole social aspect comes from, because uh, I do believe that um, it does start at home. Similar, yeah. you know, not similar, but my mom taught us that it was always about giving back to your community. And that's part of who I am. And that's what I try to instill in my children who are adults who find what brings them joy. In giving back to the community, they find, you know, my daughter loves mermaids, so she gets really involved with the Asbury Park Mermaid Parade and things that have to do with kids. My son of is of which more, we are a sponsor. 
<laughs> yeah, she was holding the flag this year. <laughs> so I have to put it out there. You know, so they find the things. And I always say, find what makes you happy, but continue to give back. And I taught them, you know, we are community. It's not one person, but everyone. And we have to look at that, especially today and in, in everything that we are going through. I mean, these are some amazing lessons that um, you brought up that you have gone through and that you've learned. And no wonder you're so amazing. I have to say, and again, I I really do. I look up at certain people. I don't look up to too many people because I feel that, um, I don't know, some people take that to their head. You are not one of them. Every time I've sat or I've had the opportunity to sit on a panel with you, I've learned something and I appreciate that. I'm a lifelong learner. So when I sit with someone and I can learn something from them, I appreciate that. And thank you for always being a teacher um, for me. You know, so I am grateful for that. As a teacher, I have to say, what mistakes um, have given you the most significant lessons in life? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think I'm making mistakes all the time. <laughs> um, one thing as an entrepreneur, sometimes you move ahead of yourself a little bit. Um, you know, as a spiritual being, you know, this isn't going to be my only rodeo. <laughs> so... I believe I'm here to mm -hmm. learn the lessons. Uh, to me, the mistakes aren't what define you. It's what you learn from the mistakes that move you forward or hold you back. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure I will make a mistake today. I have a staff meeting. I'm on a podcast probably saying something <laughs> I shouldn't. Um, I know that we turn around and said, I said, what? Once I hear this, I go, what? Yeah. Oh, maybe that's not what should have came up, but that's okay. Yeah. We live and learn. <laughs> yeah. I think we, we need to make mistakes to have growth. Mm -hmm. And the judgment of mistake making is... For me, you know, not what I want to do, even when it's happening, mm -hmm. whether it's your government, your leadership, your coworker, your kids, you know, I tell my kids all the time, it's okay. Just acknowledge the mistake. Let's learn from it. Don't lie about it. Don't suppress it. You know, we all do it. This whole life we're in is a learning process and every experience we have is something can, can be something new and growth spurting and can be thought of as a beautiful um, movement instead of something that buries us. You know, we are going through the most challenging situation the world has ever known in my lifetime. Mm -hmm. And in ours. Yeah, <laughs> maybe in any yeah. on our planet. Mm -hmm. So how are we going to put all our pretense aside and come together and move through that. And yeah, that comes with maturity for sure. Mm -hmm. I can imagine if I was 20 right now, my fear would probably consume me. And there are a lot of young people in business more so than when I was young. Mm -hmm. You know, we have a lot of young entrepreneurs doing great do. things and, you know, I just want them not to be scared of their mistakes mm -hmm. and their fears, you know, we're all in it. You know, if my business is suffering, unless I'm really bad at my business, and then I should take a whole different look at what I'm doing. And that doesn't even make me a bad person. That just makes me maybe not in the right place when I talk about that synchro destiny of life. You know, the universe does tell you things. And sometimes it's telling you to take a look at something in yourself. Maybe you're on a wrong path or maybe your choices aren't coming from a good spot in you because you're being fueled by fear or anger, you know, and that's when I've seen my choices not always be good mm -hmm. for me or those around me when I let my fears take over me. So there have been many <laughs> and I have hurt people along the way and I'm always sad in my heart for that. But I also have compassion for myself and others that we do make mistakes. And, you know, as long as one day we say, oh, my God, I can't believe I did that. That was not the best Marilyn. Mm -hmm. That's all I can do. Right. You know, I can't erase it. Right. That's, I mean, you've hit 
two major things here, and I tend to write things down um, as we're talking on our podcast, and one is mistakes. I feel that I have two millennials at home, um, one that actually has learned how to take mistakes and say, okay, I made a mistake, I own it, I made a mistake, and another one who has a really difficult time saying, wow, I made a mistake, and so really takes it to heart in a negative way and how important it is and I try my best to for both of them to understand and for anyone who comes in for counseling through the SBDC we're all going to make mistakes I make mistakes I as you I try to be the best Jackie I can be the best Jackie doesn't always show up every day um, because Jackie is Jackie and Jackie's human so I am going to make mistakes but I realize that it is a growth opportunity that if I can learn from that mistake it's going to make me a better person and the other part is fear that if you let fear stop you you're you're never going to reach your potential. So turning around and saying, you know what? Fear, I'm not you're not going to define me. Yes. Anytime you step out of your comfort zone, there's fear associated with it. You know, fear in the not knowing. I'm a bit of an A personality. Some people may say more than a bit. But, you know, what does that mean? That means that I tend to like being in control. It's part of who I am just because of life. You know, everything that has dealt me, whenever I've been in control, it's been a better outcome than when I've let other people be in control. So I'm in control most of the time. <laughs> I've learned to let that go a little, though, just for my own sanity. It's a good thing. But that being the case, you know, when you're looking, though, stepping back and saying fear, what is fear? Fear for me is when I feel fear, it means, OK, you're kind of on the right path because you're stepping out of your comfort zone. If I was always to do what made me feel comfortable, what I wasn't fearful I wouldn't grow. As an entrepreneur, I know that that's part of growing. That's part of being an entrepreneur, fearing the unknown, but knowing that you're going to move forward, you're going to make mistakes, and you're going to achieve a level of success, no matter what that is. It may be a little or it may be a lot, but that's pretty awesome. So, I mean, when you put those things out there, I have to agree with you, Marilyn. You know, mistake, growth spurring movement for you amazing you know fear is what you'll overcome and that you're not a bad person yeah to me profound words thank you Marilyn <laughs> putting them down when I have an opportunity I'm gonna quote you on Facebook so <laughs> now uh, because we are gonna go back into um, in a little bit more because I do want to talk about um, resources and other information that we have out there because of what's going on but before we get to that I want to talk about um, what three action items would you recommend and why for an entrepreneur that's getting themselves out there or even someone who's in business already and looking to grow because anybody that's in business I would imagine wants to continue growing or else what's the point of being in business yeah and from your perspective as a social entrepreneur because that is something that um, I'm happy to say that earlier this year I was awarded a fellowship um, for social entrepreneurialism, and I went over to Wheaton, um, Wheaton Wharton. I keep on getting the two schools confused, and that's terrible. <laughs> the one They're in both very good, yeah, though, so. <laughs> but the one in Massachusetts is the one I went to. Like, I'm like, what is in Pennsylvania? It's horrible. It's I have them confused in my head, but I believe it's Wheaton. Uh, and I went there for a fellowship to learn more about social entrepreneurialism. And it just falls into place with what our clients are looking for, because everybody's looking to have that philanthropic arm where they could give back, creating a business venture. And, you know, as I'm learning more and more about it, it is so you, <laughs> you know. So when we're looking at that, what are the three action items that you would recommend and why? And becoming one, if not one already, or if you're in business and are looking to dive into the social aspect of entrepreneurialism? Well, I think, um, one, you need to know who you are. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of people who give for the wrong reasons and spread themselves in directions they might not mm -hmm. be positively going in. You know, having a clear vision and mission for you and your company can help 
put the framework of how you want to get involved socially with your community. You can't be everything to everyone. And once you start that process, you become a magnet for it. And it's very hard to say no, for me, to say no to people when they need. But I also know that I have to find balance in being a for-profit and a nonprofit. And this has been the biggest struggle for me because of my Buddhist type spirituality and having learned the lessons of, you know, I, I have to fill the cup up first. You know, people always say to me, I, you know, you confuse me. I thought you were a Democrat. <laughs> You know, and I say, well, Democrats need to make money. <laughs> you know, it's not just a Republican thing. I like my house. Yeah. And I want to drive in my car. Yeah. And, you know, and I, I like vacations. Yeah. I mean, we're all human beings. Who doesn't want to make money somewhere or another? I mean, I would say yeah. I'm a, a purple person because <laughs> I'm in the middle of wanting to find balance. Mm -hmm. And as an entrepreneur, a social entrepreneur, any thing in life, you have to find balance. And to find that, you have to know who you are and what you want. So, you know, if you're, you know, in an industry that is connected to tech, find a tech social entrepreneurism. Find some sort of way to give back in that industry. If you're in the food industry, connect yourself to what drives you in that industry. Because there is need everywhere. And we have to find what we're passionate about. Because to give back, you shouldn't just be throwing money out there. Right. You should have some social responsibility to your company and your employees, which has been my biggest hard lesson because I give everything away. And that's including my energy and my well-being, which is not good for anyone. If you can't be strong and take care of the roots, that's then how are you going to yes. help all the leaves grow? You know, mm -hmm. so I don't know how many lessons are in that <laughs> it's kind of an overarching <laughs> lesson but it is um, I, you made a great point um, what I've learned is that you have to take care of you first and that was hard hard lesson for me to learn throughout life it took me till I was 50 years old to figure that out um, the constant giving 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 and not giving myself not being compassionate uh, for myself which you pointed out earlier um were things that I had to learn and it took me turning 50 to stand up and say, wow, I either need to stop or I'm going to die really young between the stress. Um, I just not happy, not being able to give back and wanting to give back. And that's when I realized that, as you said, if the cup is not half full or full on my end, what am I giving out? And as a SBDC consultant, Anyone who's an SBDC consultant, we give a lot. And I currently see only three clients a day because that's all I can give. Um, some people may not think that's enough, but when I'm counseling someone and I'm giving information and I'm listening and I'm trying to analyze their problems and come up with solutions, by the end of the day, my counseling days, I'm exhausted. I have like nothing left for me. So I realized that, yes, you have to be able to take care of yourself. And that's huge that I think that is the first place to start that in order um, for you to be a success, you have to take care of yourself. And everybody's levels are different. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm constantly saying to myself, lower the bar. <laughs> Seriously, because I can handle a lot more than my husband. I can handle a lot more than some of my team. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't make them less and than me. It's just, you know, what I was given, not mm -hmm. just by my parents, but by the genetics of my family that is different than somebody else. And on the flip side, some days I have a really crappy day mm -hmm. and I am hoping that I get compassion from the people <laughs> around me in that, that I can't always be the one leading mm -hmm. the pack. You know, so we have to balance is like a huge word for me this year. I, my three words for 2020 were collaboration, mm -hmm. 
fun mm-hmm. and balance. Nice. Prior to all of this that's <laughs> happening to us. You still could get them in there. <laughs> yes, I think even more than ever. I think it's a necessity. Yeah. Um, you know, I started a supplement company that... Nice. I see I, that here. I haven't really mm-hmm. even pushed. Mm-hmm. I started it because I met a wonderful human yes. being traveling in Nicaragua, uh, who's um, an older Korean gentleman who runs full marathons like six times a year all over the world. And he was taking this Moringa supplement and attributes his wellness at an older age. I think he's close to 80. Wow. To Moringa. And we we had a fall in love relationship at dinner one night in Nicaragua. And he said, well, why don't you do this in the States and I'll help you? So he helps me package this. But, you know, I'm only bringing it out in the world now because I know how powerful this herb is this tree, this miracle tree, and I've been taking it for a few years, and my kids take it, and my husband takes it in crisis, so he's really taking it now, but he's not (laughs) Is not the norm? (laughs) Well, he's not um, a do-everything-every-day kind of guy. But, you know, the only reason I got behind this is because I believe and I'm passionate about it, and so the lesson for an entrepreneur is you know, if you're not really into what you're doing and you don't love it, you know, why do it? You know, we got involved in a restaurant in Long Branch recently, and it all stemmed from the women who rock, by the way. The gentleman who did this project was in the audience, and he nice. said I inspired him to go after his dream. So he bought <gasps> this building. I'm so happy to hear that. It's wonderful always to hear how one of our events was able to inspire someone else. Yeah, That's and he wonderful. did it. And in that, though, mm-hmm. he didn't think about some things, and mm-hmm. he went on a journey of opening a business, a restaurant, a brewery, spending his life savings on this, but not knowing anything about how to run the business. And would you like to share what? Well, it's called Whitechapel Projects. Okay. And Preston is -hmm. the gentleman, and he's a wonderful human being. We have a very um, kindred spiritual spirit. Um, But... We reconnected, mm-hmm. thank God, for him and for me, um, because he realized that he couldn't do what he was doing, that he went on a journey without really finding the balance of collaborating with people that could give him the tools he needed. So he reached out, and we reconnected, and um, the only reason I agreed to do it, well, a couple reasons. One is because I believe he's a really wonderful human being. Um, in Synchro Destiny, I met another wonderful human being who had some money. His name is Kurt and another love business relationship, um, which enabled me to do this. And three, the space that Preston created is magical and it is going to allow me to do some things in my next leg of restaurant life that encompass food and farming and health and wellness. And I said to my team, I don't need another restaurant. Mm -hmm. I, I need less in my life. It really affects my family when I take on more than I can chew because mm-hmm. it trickles to them right? and I don't get to give them the resources of myself. So I wanted to make sure everyone was passionate about my goal to do this. And they are, I have a great team. We don't have a lot of us anymore. We've mm-hmm. kind of gotten rid of a lot of our support because I wanted to build stronger roots in the company and make sure that everybody wants to be there. Mm-hmm. You know, because there's plenty of places to work, plenty of things to do in life, plenty of opportunities, Mm -hmm. especially for entrepreneurs. They come at you like wildflowers, you know, (laughs) they're just popping up everywhere. Mm -hmm. And you have to be kind of focused on what's driving you in the moment. You know, I could open a different restaurant every month with all the opportunities that I find happening, but 
I have to get grounded and balanced in where am I going next? Mm -hmm. What do I need? What is going to make me passionate? Because if I'm not passionate about something, none of my team's going to be behind it. You know, so find your passion and finding Preston and connecting to this. I never would have thought we would have been where we are. And especially we just got involved with him two months ago, probably the most inopportune time to relaunch a business, you know, but we'll get through it. We just need to communicate and and help each other keep the fear at bay Mm -hmm. and just know that there's resources. You know, I reached out to you the other day about something. I just want to make sure our ducks are in a row for whatever comes. comes. Absolutely. You know, and that's what you guys are good for because you never know what your next resource is going to be. Exactly. <laughs> I know. You know? And, and that takes us into our next segment, actually, uh, regarding our Talk of Success podcast. And it's going to be on resources, uh, especially with what we are going through right now. Uh, so we've been receiving calls through our SBDC center at Brookdale and network wide. Now, in order for us to assist you, there's a few things that has to happen. So I am asking you that first and foremost, we need your assistance. You, and when I say you, our clients or anyone who is within our database is going to be receiving an email today. And that email is going to request that you take a survey. That survey and the information that you provide us with is going actually to the Small Business Administration, our regional office. And the reason we're collecting that information is in order for the federal government to release disaster funds to the state of New Jersey, the state of New Jersey has to declare it a disaster. The state of New Jersey has declared an emergency, not a disaster, which when I first heard it, I said, but the governor declared an emergency. And a colleague clarified and said, it's an emergency, not a disaster. Marilyn and I were discussing how terminology plays an impact on the resources we can receive. We learned that from Sandy. From a hurricane to a storm, it determined what the state of New Jersey could receive in terms of funding. So in that email that you're receiving, it's a letter from me, and I'm asking you, complete the survey. The information is confidential. It's really just asking your name, information, how is this coronavirus 19 affecting your business and that information is being sent to our state headquarters and that information is going to be provided to SBA. Based on that information, SBA wants to present it to the governor and say basically this is how it's impacting the small businesses. This is why you have to declare the state of New Jersey a disaster. So that's one. We're going to send out an email. We're also going to put the survey on our website. So if you don't receive the survey today, which it should be going out as this podcast is going out. So if you check your email and you didn't get an email from me from the MOSBDC um, center, then go on to our website. There will be a link with that information. The letter will be there as well, so you could see um, what I'm asking you for. Click on the survey, complete it for us. Some individuals have already called our center and we were able to pick up that information. If you already called, there's no need to complete the survey again. Uh, if you feel more comfortable calling and having us uh, call you back to capture that information, we will do so. And then um, regarding the state, We're trying to capture as much information regarding the resources that are available. And at this time, information is still developing. So while everyone is throwing information at you, we're trying to consolidate the information. But the bottom line is they're still trying to figure it out. We're still trying to figure out, are we going to be in a 15-day quarantine, which is my belief. It may be longer than that. I don't know. 
I go by whatever Brookdale says. So if you are working with our particular center uh, that covers Monmouth and Ocean County, we go by what Brookdale says. You can go onto the Brookdale website, which is brookdalecc.edu, and a menu will pop up letting you know exactly how long the school plans on being closed. When the school opens, our center will be open. But for the meantime, all our services are being provided virtually. So we are providing one-on-one -on -one counseling via Zoom conference. So if you're not accustomed to having the services done virtually, we will get you uh, acclimated so you can continue receiving services. I know for a fact that our entire NJSBDC network is providing services virtually. So your counseling sessions are going to continue. They're just being done by some platform. For us, it's Zoom. For others, it may be WebEx or GoToMeeting. So there's different platforms that different NJSBDC um centers will be utilizing. So bear that in mind. Um, there is a site for NJEDA where they have a frequently asked questions, um, and that's faq.business.nj.gov. And there they have a list of different information um, regarding questions from if I have to lay off my staff, what do I have to do? How does unemployment impact my business? They have that listed there for you. Regarding the Business Action Center, they have a phone number, and according to them, they are available from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m., seven days a week. The number is 1-800-JERSEY-7. And that will put up on Facebook as well, and we will have that on our website. Also this morning, a resource that I was informed of while I was watching the news is regarding Facebook. And Facebook is looking to help small businesses and they're providing a grant program. Now they know that you're experiencing business interruption um, due to the COVID-19 and what they're doing is they're trying to provide a little financial support. So they're offering over a hundred million in cash grants and ad credits to help you during this challenging time. At this point though, they're still also developing um, the program. What you could do is visit their business resource hub to learn more. All you have to do is Google Facebook Small Business Grants Program and there you'll find more information regarding that. And also through our center, what we would like to do is we're really looking to push positive, um, Okay, I just, the president just announced a freeze on foreclosures and evictions through April. So I was just informed of that. Uh, just letting you know, on our part through the MOSBDC, what we would like to do is through our Facebook page is promote positive messaging. So if your business is doing anything positive, you're putting up a video, you want us to share some information, by all means, um, go on, post. We are monitoring it. Make it positive. If it's not positive, I will take it down in a heartbeat. I will be um, monitoring it. It's all about being positive. We're receiving an overload of information. I don't know about you, but I've made it a point that I'm only listening to the news in the morning and at night, nothing in between, because it's just an overload. Um, there's other things that we could be doing. Um, to improve our businesses. We're gonna be holding some webinars that we're gonna put out there for you. And some of them are on Zoom, so you can, it's not just a webinar where you're just listening, but there'll be some interaction. So in the coming days, look out for those. Uh, there was a young man, or well, there is a young man, a good friend of uh, Brookdale Community College as well as the SBDC, and he works for Press Communication, Kevin Modette. He was on Facebook, and I was happy to see where he puts, what can we do for the small business community? And on this thread, you know, people was, were just chiming in on the different things that we could do for the small business community during these trying times. So things like that, I thought that was a wonderful thing of Kevin to 
to do. And that's what we want to do. So remember, we're looking to promote your business any way we can. If you're doing something positive that you think others can engage in, by all means, share that with us. And it doesn't have to just be in Monmouth or Ocean County. I have a friend from high school where her daughter is providing, um, you know, how is zip and paint, but no sipping <laughs> unless you want to sip from your house. But she's having painting classes and it's for anyone who wants to partake and she's doing it two days a week from I believe 11 to 1 and I'll be posting that up as well because that is part of her business and she's saying you know I know mothers are at home with their kids this is an opportunity that they could work on a craft you know regarding painting so you know how they create these beautiful artworks so she's going to be doing that so we'll be promoting her and anyone that you have a positive message. There's something that you're doing within your business that we can help pro provide positive um, reinforcement as to everything else that's going on. Please share it with us. We want to share it with the whole business community. Uh, with that, Marilyn, what else do you want to share on your end? Because I know you have a lot that has to do with hospitality, which is definitely impacting our area. We are the Jersey Shores, for goodness sake. You know, this is, as you were saying, is the start of your season, you know, and that's going to impact you negatively. And when I say you, I mean um, the business community that deals with restaurants and hospitality, the industry. Yeah, the industry on a whole is, um, the effects trickle out all over the place. You know, our employees, their families, our vendors, their families. So a couple things, NJRHA, New Jersey Restaurant and Hospitality Association, which is njrha.org, has a um, landing page with resources as well and is a great organization to get um, real facts about our industry. When we get through this, which we will, we will all come through this together. It is a beautiful day outside. Go get some sunshine. The vitamins from the earth are what we need. Spring starts tomorrow. Go to your local garden center and support them. They'll, you can order online from Barlow's or Sunsets or wherever you are, Sickles, and get the plants and spend this time at your home out in your garden. It's going to be 70 degrees on, on Friday. Friday. Plant a garden with fresh herbs and vegetables and fruits. And when this all comes to fruition, you will have food. You don't need to hoard it. <laughs> Share the toilet paper with your neighbor. <laughs> Go get some leaves from your yard if you need them. <laughs> I mean, we have lived centuries with solutions that we don't have to overcompensate for right now. But take the time to be well. Take the time to care for yourself and your family and your neighbor. And when we reopen as an industry, support your businesses and be mindful that we're going to be challenged. We are going to go into um, spring, summer, overwhelmed with a lack of trained employees and a lack of product that we're going to have to ramp up for when now we would normally be leading up to that slowly. So please be patient with your business owners as they try and reacclimate back into our normal mm -hmm. and be patient with each other and be kind. Great words to live by. Uh, as Marilyn said, I did put here um, food because uh, Marilyn made a point of it. You know, produce is always available when processed food is gone off the shelves. Uh, one of my colleagues and friend yesterday made a live posting on Facebook where her venture out was to the grocery store. And she goes, while processed food was gone, she goes, and she was aiming for frozen vegetables. And she goes, that was gone too. And she goes, and I did not want to go for the canned products 
lo and behold, fresh produce was available. Isn't that a wonderful thing? And she goes, we work with fresh produce. You know, we clean it, we boil it, we cook it. Nothing to worry about. So go for the fresh produce. Toilet paper, I still can't wrap my head around. I don't get that. I was having a discussion with my son and I said, there's always soap and water. So I just, I, that one. Get a bidet. Exactly. (laughs) That one I don't get. So I said, we have a lot in our house. We're good. So I know. <laughs> Eggs are a little scarce now, so maybe you could rent a chicken. I guess. There you there go. There is a company called Rent a Chicken that <laughs> you could have fresh eggs. So that's wonderful. I do want to take this moment, though, to give thanks to our healthcare workers that are putting themselves out there each and every day. Um, who may or may not become exposed to individuals who have the virus. Um, my daughter works in a hospital, and every day I ask her, I say, well, what are the numbers? And so far, there's only been one um, case in her hospital, and she has not been that exposed to it or anything like that. She goes, but she goes, Mom, you know, today there was a nurse who was panicking, And I was like, wow, really? She goes, yeah. And everybody was saying, why are you doing that? You're causing anxiety among everybody else. And I said, I guess she reached her level. So for those healthcare workers that are out there, um, I thank you. We thank you for everything you do. For the grocery store workers who are out there who are and may be exposed because I know we are um, practicing social distancing here. They're still, they're a lot closer than we are. You know, they're not six feet apart when you're at the grocery store. And, you know, even the grocery store owners for opening it up earlier to those who um, are at a higher risk. I appreciate for everyone who's doing that and anyone who's putting themselves on the line to make sure that the rest of us are safe. And, you know, for all of us taking the time to protect ourselves, you know, And saying, you know, I'm doing what I have to do to make sure that I don't contaminate anyone also, that I don't spread it, because some of us don't even know if we're carrying it or not. So I am thankful for that. So all I can say is to all of you, do what you can um, to protect yourselves, to stop the virus. Remember, this is not going to end tomorrow. It's going to take a while before it happens. But I do believe if we're all diligent and we take care and we listen to what we're supposed to do, we will be fine. And As Marilyn said, it's a beautiful day. I am so happy. I am in Asbury Park. I am going to walk the boardwalk because the beach is not this close to my house. (laughs) So I am going to take the time to walk the boardwalk for a little bit. And because I'm alone, it's going to be a great walk. (laughs) So um, stay healthy. Be blessed. Um, Watch out for those that can't watch out for themselves. If you have a neighbor who you could drop off food for, please do so. You don't have to come in contact with them. You can leave it in front of their doors if they're elderly. So make sure you take care of one another. That's all I can say from RN. Um, Remember, the SBDC is here to take care of the business community. And the business community is all of you because we're here to service you, and that means everyone. So with that, Marilyn, is there anything else you want to say? Well, uh, waveofbalance.com <laughs> is where you can boost your immunity because it's very important that we stay m- strong in mind and body and we honor ourselves and our community, and we will be okay if we stay together and stay well. Absolutely. And remember, we are some, we're amazing human beings. And as such, history has taught us that we've overcome so much and we will overcome this and we will be fine. And with that, I ask you also to continue the conversation online on social media regarding SBDC Day. Um, you could hashtag it. If you would like, send a picture, um, write up a sign. Why do you love your SBDC? And put it up on Facebook or Instagram if you hashtag it and include NJSBDC on it. Um, There may be a prize out there for you. I know that our headquarters was thinking of doing a little contest. So if you create a sign that says, I love 
NJSBDC and why and put it up there. Whoever receives the most or at least um, 42 hits, I believe, because that's what how old we are. You're entitled to a prize. So get going. Take a picture. Take a selfie. Tell us why you love the SBDC. Um, we are sending out some Twitter messages. You could do it via Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Um, we'll try to find you as long as you do hashtag NJSBDC. So with that, thank you for joining us at Talk of Success podcast. Thank you once again to a shared universe. Ming for always coming through. Amazing. Uh, Marilyn, our guest, thank you. Always honored to have you um, join us. And for all of you who took the opportunity to listen to us, thank you. And if you are listening to us on, uh, I don't know what we call it. What is it? Facebook, iTunes, iTunes, Spotify, broadcast, yeah. whatever. You can find us almost anywhere at this point, but it's a rebroadcast and you're listening. Definitely visit us on Facebook um, for more information. Also visit us on our webpage, uh, mosbdc.com for more information. We will continuously post new information as it develops, but we're really waiting to get concise information. I hate to give you bits and pieces all the time because to me that's annoying. So I'd rather give you concise information a couple of times a week um, or as it develops. And if it's really important for you to know that information, an e-blast will go out. So with that, thank you. Enjoy this beautiful SBDC day. Thanks again, Jacqueline Fuertes, Regional Director of the Small Business Development Center at Brookdale Community College.